Thank you for joining our Transform 365 podcast, a discipleship and teaching ministry of SWCC. We pray this teaching helps you to grow in your journey with Christ. We have some great resources available for you on transform365.com webpage. Feel free to download discipleship materials, small group teaching, as well as peruse our training workshops. Also take time to visit www.swcc.org for videos, teaching, and more. We thank you for listening and your support, and we would love to hear from you. So use our contact page and drop us a line. Now for our podcast teaching. Welcome to the Transform 365 podcast. I'm here with my fellow host, Pastor John. John, say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Good to be with you, brother. Yeah, always a pleasure, man. Always a great time just to uh, be serving the Lord. Amen? Amen to that. Amen. Well, today we're on a very important topic, John. You know, um, we're... We're talking about freedom and what we have in Christ. This freedom that we have, we experience, and the the joys that come with it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, I think, in our relationship with the Lord, we don't act free. Yeah. You know? Um, there's that, live free or die hard, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're told to live the Bruce Willis life. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think one of the things that is the hardest for believers is to realize their freedom in Christ yes. and to live it out. Mm-hmm. You know, we are not tied to sin. Yep. We are not tied to temptation. We don't have to fall to temptation. You know, one of the um, things, you remember that men's group we did not too long ago? I love our men's groups. Um, but in one of them, somebody said that um, it was brought up that the Holy Spirit is responsible for us not sinning and living in Christ. And I said, uh, I think we, yes, he is to help us, Mm -hmm. but remember he is our helper. Um, and we need to step up and have responsibility in our walk with Christ. And instead of just kind of blaming it on, Oh, well, if, if God doesn't really want me to stop lying, if God doesn't really want me to stop cheating, then, you know, he's going to make me. And Mm -hmm. if he doesn't, then, you know, Whose, whose fault is it anyway? Right. Uh, you know, we have a responsibility in this mm-hmm. um, to live a good walk, you know, to try to have the effort of living in the freedom right. that we experience in Christ. And yeah. that comes in living free from sin and temptation in Amen our to lives. That. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Brother Cody, um, I take it this way, and um, I think it's biblical. Well, I know it's biblical because... Uh, I really spent some time last night thinking about this topic, and um, I'm glad we're, t- we're, we're talking about this. Um, if we are saved by grace, which we are, right? You could agree with that. Then we should live our Christian life in grace. Oh, yeah. So I think that would um, help us to uh, avoid, you know, the two main uh, things that could get in the, in the way of a Christian is you could think that you have a license, to sin, right? Yeah, and then also you could fall into legalism. Yeah, it, it, that's the very thoughts of Paul. Should I go ahead and continue sinning so grace may abound or flourish in my life? Right, and he gives the strongest reprimand, nieneto, you know. Right, may it never be. God forbid that, you know. Right? Yeah, and then and then he, what does he say again? He says, you know, should we go ahead and and um, should, should am I being completed by the law? Mm. Right. 
you know, now that I'm under grace, am I being completed by the law? And he right. says, no, no way. You know, you're still under grace. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what does that mean? It means we st- under grace, let's live by grace. Right. Let's be completed by grace, mm-hmm. you know, until we're glorified with Christ. Amen. You yeah. Know? And Paul says it, just to quote Paul in Romans chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, he says, and I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible, he says, what should we say then? Should we continue in sin so that grace may multiply? And then he says the famous yeah. the Greek word, yeah. absolutely not, which is... Mienito. Mienito, yeah. How can we who die to sin still live in it? Yeah. So that's one one of the pitfalls that we could fall into is, is license. And, you know, I think... You know, I think we can honestly say that we sometimes do say that or sometimes think that. But, you know, thankfully, the Lord snaps us out of that and says, you know, come on, this is not a license for you to sin. You know, you're saved by grace. But that doesn't mean that you have this, um, that you do whatever you want. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. You, you, I, I think, you know, you. <laughs> I know for sure that we cannot do whatever we want. But, again, we are still under grace, so... That's yeah. a good way to look at it. For Living sure. your life in um, in grace. Yeah, the the um, passage I was thinking of it wasn't the Nienato passage. That's Romans. You're right. It's um, in Galatians chapter five. Mm-hmm. It's uh, verse thirteen where Paul says, "For you are called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom." into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Right. For the whole law is fulfilled in this one word, in this statement, you shall love the na- your neighbor as yourself. Man, that's um, awesome. And it's the idea, again, is we're not being completed, we're not being finished, or anything like that. We are we are um, still under grace. Let's, let's, let's finish our walk in grace. But here's a statement I want us to dwell on, John, and I think this is, this is key. You know, there's so many speeches in the Bible on freedom. But um, how about this one? Same chapter, Galatians chapter 5, but verse 1. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke Mm. of slavery. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the hardest things after the Civil War, um, it was for uh, the freed slaves to do was live free Mm. so after the emancipation proclamation was signed um uh, you know by by president lincoln freeing slaves Mm -hmm. january 1st 1863 Mm -hmm. okay uh the war was fought and won on their behalf you know to to live as free men i mean there was a lot more that went into that the civil war but after their war was for basically just you are now freed individuals. No yep. one owns you. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest things for them to do was to live as free people. Yeah. Mm. Right. Now there's a few things that go into that. Just like go into the Christian walk. One was they never left the lifestyle. They stayed on the plantations. Mm-hmm. Right. Why? Because they really felt like they had no other place to go. Right. That's all they knew. Yeah, that's all they knew. Yeah. That's all they knew. And they, they became enslaved again, right? Um, they were working, a lot of times they were working for just the house that they were living in. Mm-hmm. Food and board, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the oppression of the individuals over them, Yeah. right? Kind of like the world today. The world keeps individuals that are free in Christ in a box, 
Like, this is where we want you to be, and that's where we're going to keep you. And just like the mentality comes in, too, as if we're still in chains. Mm -hmm. You know, and here we're being told in Christ, hey, listen, I want you to get out of that yoke of slavery Mm. because you're not in it anymore. Yeah. You know, why would Paul tell us that we should, we who've been saved by Jesus, right? Mm. We who have been saved by Jesus need to stand up and live free. Mm. Yeah. That obviously means that we have a bondage Mm -hmm. uh, because Christians allow themselves to get chained once again. Now, Paul in particular, when he says the yoke of slavery, he's talking, you know, about the, the yoke of the law, Mm -hmm. right? We know that because that's, that's a scriptural term that they would use. Mm -hmm. The yoke was the understanding of the rabbi's interpretation of scripture, but we can also put ourselves and that's again, going to what we were saying, you Mm -hmm. know, sometimes we, we think that we need to be finished by the law or, you know, that we could do whatever we want. So there's that double edged sword. Yeah. Every, everything in life is about balance, you know? Amen. Um, but then you have the other end where we can chain ourselves again to our sins. Yes. You know, it could be, it could be in so many ways. People feel guilt over and over and over for sin. Yep. Or they keep stumbling into the same sin. Right. You know, um, they, you know, unforgiveness, a lot of times you'll find yourself in the same place. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that's tied, you yep. know, yep. and the fact that you're not forgiving yourself because, you know, we're the hardest on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then the other end, it could be, you know, that yeah, we're just constantly going towards that and gravitating towards that, towards sin. Right. And so we got to get ourselves kind of like the idea, going back to that idea and the illustration of the Emancipation Proclamation, right? Mm-hmm. In order to do that, what did a lot of, what did, what did the, the, the slaves that had been set free and, you know, uh, emancipated, what did, what did the ones that went and started a new life do? Mm-hmm. They left and went to the north. Right. Right. Um, even the, the escaped slaves like Frederick Douglass, right? Mm-hmm. We, we hail him and he was a wonderful man and believer as well. Mm-hmm. And he saw the importance of, of freedom in Christ and, you know, how deep that was. But also the bigotry that could come from Christians that would use the, the Bible to kind of right. give freedom to, to keep people in slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what did he do? He escaped to the north. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he saw freedom there. Mm-hmm. He saw that if he got out of where he was in the south, he could have the true freedom that he needed and experience and lifestyle right. and away from people that would oppress and mm-hmm. bring him down. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as Christians, that's what we need to do. Amen. It doesn't mean we abandon unbelievers. It doesn't mean that we reject unbelievers. It means what we need to do is get ourselves in a fresh scenario yes. to experience the freedom we have yep. in Christ. You know, one of the things also, Cody, that we need to, you know, us being free grace uh, people here is that um, the, 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 the difference between being positionally sanctified and progressively being sanctified are two different things. Mm-hmm. And many people like to mix those things together. And, you know, the Bible speaks or the Bible teaches that once you become a believer, you are set apart. And that means positionally sanctified. Yeah. But you still live in this world, so you need to be progressively sanctified each yeah. day. And that's what you were, you know, what you were saying earlier is, um, you know, 100% on, on the money there that, 
you know, you could be a believer, but the yoke of slavery, you could come back to that. Yeah. And you could be entangled in that. And it, and it happens to everyone. But um, the more you lean on the Lord, the more you walk in the Spirit, you, um, you, you know, that'll help you to, you know, alleviate or get away from that yoke of slavery that, that you know, we're, we're, seeing, we're seeing here. Yeah, every day our life needs to be lived as I want to get closer in my relationship with Christ, right. which is you're growing in your sanctification right. in Him. Right. You're already seen as righteous mm-hmm. and ultimately sanctified and holy right. to God, but now it, it it needs to be our goal as believers that are already seen as covered in Christ mm-hmm. as, I want to grow in this, I want to experience the fullness of this. Right. You know, that's what, that's what we're told to work out our salvation with fear and trembling it's right. not talking about our eternal salvation right. it's about our salvation from sin right. and and fleshliness and you know we're we're working that out mm-hmm. in our lives to experience something even better and deeper relationship with jesus christ and that's where you know the rewards come in you yeah. don't have to get into that right now yeah that you know there's such a rich life and rewarding life that we can have in christ if we really pursue it and seek it Going back to your quote of Galatians 5.1, um, I have a little note next to my, in my Bible here, next to that verse, and you read it. Um, it says, for freedom, Christ set us free, stand firm, and then uh, don't submit again to the yoke of slavery. And I wrote, religious works that we do in an effort to get something from God nullifies, nullifies God's grace. Oh, yeah. Of course. So... And that's going back, you know, I, I mentioned the two um, pitfalls that Christians could fall into. They could fall into the license scenario, which I said that, that you think you can do whatever you are. Just because you're a believer, you can do whatever you want. I'm saved. God's going to forgive me. Um, we do not practice that. We shouldn't practice that, in other words. And then we could fall into legalism. And legalism is, you know, doing things, rituals, following the law, um, religious practices, and you have this mindset that if you're doing these things, you're pleasing God when yeah. in reality you're not. Yeah. So you fall into legalism and, and, and unfortunately there's a lot of churches that are, that are legalistic in, in certain ways where being legalistic does not let grace flow, mm-hmm. especially in your walk with, with the Lord. We all make mistakes, Cody. We yeah, know that, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and if, and if you have this mindset that, that your life, as a Christian, your Christian walk is by grace. Once you make the mistake, you repent, ask the Lord to forgive you, yeah. and then you continue. Yeah. He's faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse right. us from right, uh, all unrighteousness. You know, it's the idea of, um, you know, keeping small accounts with the Lord. That's right. right. And, and, you know, why? Because our relationship is important, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, Christ died on the cross to bring us back into a walking, talking relationship. Yeah. And so it's important that we don't let sin become the barrier or cause the barrier Amen. of silence yeah. once again. You know, he's redeemed us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took the Bible when it says redeemed, it's like taking us off the market mm. to sin. And, and it's like um, when we go back to it, when we go back to it and we keep stumbling and then we're not asking the Lord's forgiveness. We're not talking to him and just being like, Lord, I, I'm struggling with this. I need you to intervene mm-hmm. or, or just Lord, forgive me for this. And, you know, I realize I keep on going back to my old style, my old life, mm-hmm. my old thoughts and things like that. Lord, I don't want that. And we try to remove ourselves from it and, and talk to the Lord about it. If we're not doing that, 
we're basically placing ourselves again as slaves, yeah. right? An unchained slave. Mm-hmm. Um, in in First Peter two sixteen, I think Peter really just kind of gives us the idea of mentality, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, in I, I love there's a um, there's this story that Ira Sullivan told me a long time ago, and um, it really wasn't a story. It was just like a, an idea. He said, you know, listen, if if you mess up on a note, he's like, you sell it as if you intended it to be wow. that way, right? Um, and, and it's kind of like, act like you know what you're doing, Yeah, is the idea, right? Yeah. And in this passage of Second Peter uh, chapter, First uh, Peter chapter two, verse sixteen, mm-hmm. Peter kind of gives us that idea that freedom in Christ comes first in a concept that we might not fully grasp, mm-hmm. but we need to emulate. We need to emulate until we understand it, until we grasp it, until we can truly live it, and it becomes a, a new habit in Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, here, follow me, if you will. Yeah. Act as free men, and do not use your freedom as a covering for evil. And that's, again, what we're saying, you know, where we're like, oh, I could sin as much as I want because right. Jesus died for me. No, because then are you really acting free? Mm. No, right? That's a good point there, brother. But use it. As bond slaves of God. Why? Because we've been freed from sin. Yes. You know, I love that idea that Paul, that Peter, excuse me, that Peter comes here and he says, hey, listen, when we do this, when we have a mentality of freedom Mm -hmm. and we start disciplining ourselves to freedom, when we start acting as free, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Maybe we haven't fully grasped the concept yet, right? He's like, but we're shying away from, from using our new freedom in Christ uh, to cover evil, right? Where mm-hmm. we're using it as an excuse, which is a poor excuse, right? Mm-hmm. Because what we're doing is we're just ruining our testimony in front of unbelievers, right? Um, and he, he's, But he ties it to the idea of being a bond slave. Yeah. Okay? So he says, you used to be a slave to sin. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's the illustration. We're a slave to sin, and, he's, and it's in the same... This this text this you know First Peter two sixteen is in the same to put it in context because context 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 mm-hmm. it's in the same area of submit submit oh, wow. submit it's all in that submit passage mm-hmm. submit one to another mm-hmm. okay and then he says because we're bond slaves wow. okay so what was a bond slave in that time I love the history behind this is if you had paid your dues to the one you owed money to, mm-hmm. okay, you were freed. And you could go back to your home. You were no longer a, a, a servant or a slave. You know, we use the term slave, but it was more like a, an indentured servitude until you paid off your debts, right? Right. That's more how it worked in that time. And so once you paid that off, you were freed to go. But if you felt that you your master that was over you that you're paying the debt back to mm-hmm. while you're under his household was a good master, a fair master, and you loved your master. Mm-hmm. You could come under what was called a bond serving where you would come to him and you would tell him, I love you. And I do not want to apart from your home. I want to stay here under you, under your authority. Mm-hmm. 
And what they would do is they would take your you to the doorpost of the home, mm-hmm. and they would basically pop a hole in your ear, mm. okay, on the doorpost. And that was to mark that you're free. Yeah. I have the right to go and be in my own house, to do my own things and live under my own authority. Mm-hmm. But I choose out of love to submit myself to this one here. Wow. I'm living under his house, his rules. Yeah. Because not that I have to anymore. Mm-hmm. My debt is what? Paid. Paid. Wow. It's because I love him. Wow. And Peter is pulling that same concept here. Mm-hmm. Guys, our debt is paid. Mm-hmm. We're freed from the house of sin and the use of sin and death. But don't use that as an opportunity to do and say and act however you feel right. and be crazy and ruin your testimony in Christ. Mm-hmm. He's like, now out of love for the one that freed you, be a bondservant. Man, that's awesome. Put yourself under his authority because you love him yeah. and what he did for you. Isn't that great? Yeah, that's great. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's great. I like to stay in Galatians, if you don't mind, brother. Yeah, man, let's go. Uh, Galatians 4, verses 4 through 7. And I'm going to connect this to what you mentioned earlier in Galatians 5.14 when you said that um, that love your neighbor as yourself is the is the law mm-hmm. for for the believer, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, Galatians 4, 4 and 7 says, um, when the time came to completion, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoptions as sons. And because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into your hearts or into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Now here it is, verse 7. So you are no longer a slave. So what is it saying there? We were slaves. Mm. You you said that earlier. Mm -hmm. But now we are sons or daughters. And then God has made you an heir. And... um, you know, you mentioned earlier, Christ fulfilled the law. He set us free from bondage to it. So the implication here is that our former father, who was Satan, devil, right? Yeah. That's biblical. Don't don't nobody get alarmed. Yeah, verse, <laughs> don't, eight, don't verse 8 directly says you were slaves. There you go, yeah. You were slaves to somebody that was not even a god. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah. Thank you. And then it says, and then I... Then, uh, um, one implication here is that our former father, Satan, has lots uh, all right over us, and we have no obligation to obey him or the flesh because we are set free. We have no obligation to obey him or our flesh because we are not slaves anymore. Exactly mm-hmm. what you said, brother. And I, I love that verse. And then um, um, yesterday we were doing devotions with the kids at home, and we talked about the, you know the commandments the laws you know the laws are good mm-hmm. the law is good the commandments are good you know they're good to do, you know they're good to practice yeah. but that we should but that's not what how should we say this how that, that doesn't um, obviously it doesn't um, give us salvation but um, we don't we don't not we do not walk our Christian life according to the commandments the laws we walk the Christian life according to what you said and you quoted 514 of Galatians loving your neighbor as yourself yeah and if you love your neighbor, if I love you, brother, which I do, I'm not going to covet. Yeah. I'm not going to do bad things to you. Exactly, I'm not, yeah. not going to commit adultery. I'm not going to, 
you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because I love you. And, and the word love is the most important. That's the part. centerpiece there. That's the centerpiece yeah. of what we're talking about here. And, and you know, to kind of complete the thoughts of this Galatians 4 passage that you're looking at, mm-hmm. as you come near the end of the passage to 10 and 11, Paul, he says, hey, listen, um, I'm not talking about a fleshly slavery. Mm. Now, fleshly slavery he gets into in Galatians 5, right? Mm-hmm. He kind of covers the basis, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about really how we can fall to the flesh, right, and walk in the flesh. But in this, in Galatians 4, he's talking about the law of of the, the, the slavery to the law, right? Because he says, you observe days and months and seasons, and I fear for you. Mm-hmm. That perhaps I've labored over you in vain. Mm. He's like, man, you're making me feel as though you never listened to the words that I said. Yeah. Of your freedom that you have in Christ, right? Why? Because you're going back to the concepts of the Jewish law mm-hmm. that you have to do, you have to, you have to act, you have to fast, you have to pray a certain way. You, you can't touch this meat. You can't do those forbidden mixtures and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and God's not talking about that. Mm-hmm. God's not judging your your freedom, your grace, based on how many, uh, you know, feasts you've gone to right. in this year. And he's like, and you're enslaving yourself to a system. And God wants you to live in love and grace. Right. Right. And then you go to Galatians 5, and he's like, okay, um, now here's the other one that you can have a tendency to live in the snare of, Mm -hmm. which is the flesh, Mm -hmm. right? And he's like, um, and I love it because if you go to Galatians chapter 5, he lists all the good things, right? He starts with the, you know, the bad, you know, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. But then he goes to... Uh, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such things, there is no there it is. law. No law, man. So again, it's the idea that you're not under the concept of law when you're yeah. living under grace and love. Yeah. Why? Because you're thinking about others. You're living in this idea of God first and others. And I'm putting you before me because I, I love you. Yeah. Not because I have to, but because I truly care for you. And it goes to that back to what you were just saying is that idea of love. If I really care for you, John, yeah, you know what? I'm going to look out for your exactly. interests. Yeah. You know? Our freedom and our liberty that we have in Christ is controlled by love. Yeah. Galatians 5, 13, 14, going back to the same verse that I can't stop, stop reading it because I love it. It says, for you were called to be free, brothers and sisters, only do not use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, that's license, mm-hmm. but serve one another through love, for the whole law is fulfilled in one statement. How does it read in the, in the New, New American? 514? I'm reading the CSB here. Love the, your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, so for the whole law is fulfilled in one word. In one word. It might say statement. In the okay. statement, you shall love your neighbor wow. as yourself. Man, that's unbelievable. Wow. Love that. Love that. Mm-hmm. So what's your opinion on, um, oh man, you know, just we, we as Christians fall into, and it, it can happen in any area of our life, Brother Cody. Like, I, for example, we could fall into some type of legalism just by reading theology books. Yeah. We could be entangled into 
this theologian. Yeah, this is saying, his take, and this is his interpretation. Exactly. And, so I'm going to follow his way, yeah. and then you're entangled. No, it's very and dangerous. You're following this guy instead of following Christ. So you're over a theological system. Exactly. You know, I think that's kind um, of a little, little legalism. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. Following one guy, or you're following some type of, like I said earlier, you're following, you're following some type of law or ritual or practice that this guy is teaching. What about. did Solomon say of of that? He said the writing of books is endless. Yeah. You know, um, and and it's easy for people to philosophize. Yeah. But we're called to go straight to the source, right? Yeah. And um, I'm not saying, you know, that we shouldn't read people's works, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not God-inspired, you know? It's not the uh, God-breathed, right. Theonoustos, right? Mm-hmm. The God-breathed, God-written, um, God-inspired Word of God. Yeah. You know, so we can't place that above what is written Right in in between the bindings of these two, you know, yeah. precious, you know, old and new testament. I'm so guilty here. of this, brother, because I I could get a new book from a you know one of our favorite theologians or whatever, and I could be reading it and I love it, I love it, love it. And then I you know and I start like oh wow this is the best book I ever read in my life, and then all of a sudden the Lord just snaps me out of it. And I'll tell go you, back to the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll tell you one of the things, one of the important ways to kind of avoid that is yeah. read. Like when I do my studies, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm writing a sermon or just personal studies, I read the entire thing first, yeah. right? I read the entire passage, entire chapter, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm doing a book series, I'm going to read the entire book, yeah. right? Um, and then like we just did that, um, the series on the Sermon on the Mount. So mm-hmm. I, I I read the Sermon on the Mount in, in Matthew and then Luke, and mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to get both accounts and have the full understanding. And then I broke it down into the original language, mm-hmm. right? Um, just to again, kind of fill my head with, okay, what is what is Jesus saying? Yeah. You know, what are these guys coming and, and saying that Jesus said and things like that? What are the accounts? And after I did all that, then I would look at a commentary. Yeah. But I had already looked at scripture to scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, I took the time to compare what Jesus said uh, from you know Matthew to Luke, and then I would use you know because most of what Paul is restating mm-hmm. in his epistles mm-hmm. is what Jesus had already taught. Mm-hmm. You know, um, who was it? I'm, I'm trying to remember. There's somebody that says that every word that we read in the epistles originated from the mouth of Christ. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have to really look to see where where did it come from, and yeah. that's that's the truth. Is is there's a the the origins are always in Christ. Um, because what did Jesus say himself that the Holy Spirit is coming to bring to memory what was already taught? Amen. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so um, there's their orange origins are there, and a, and a lot of times you'll see like Paul will hit a little piece, and it, it's more like an interpretation of what Christ has already taught, yeah. like in the Sermon on the Mount mm-hmm. or in the Olivet Discourse or something like that. So I I love doing that, but again, it can be dangerous if you go to the writers and and the commentaries first, first <laughs> right? Yeah. What you should do is just look, you know, and kind of say to yourself, well, maybe they see something that I missed. Yeah. Rather than, okay, what do they say? Yeah. And then shape your idea and understanding based right. on that. You right. Know? And and everybody can be guilty of that. Though, oh, of course. You know? Yeah. So, I'm I'm guilty of it. I I've, yeah. I've done it plenty of times, but I'm learning. So how do we how do we keep away from the chain, man? You know, how do we keep away from the chain that binds us? How do we keep away from either fleshliness where yeah. we're just going towards sin, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the tendency is 
we we go towards sin. Yeah, you know, maybe Satan tempts us off the bat to yeah. make us trip, but then once we fall into it, we can have a tendency to stay in the pattern. Mm-hmm. So how do we get away from that, or how do we get away from legalistic thinking? That's the yeah. big the big thing here. You know. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a a really sad story that's mm-hmm. out there of how they train elephants. Have you ever heard this? Mm-mm. Okay, so elephants are gigantic beasts, right? Mm-hmm. Beautiful mammals. And these giant beasts respond to the commands of a tiny little person. Well, how do you do that to a wild animal, right? Mm-hmm. And how do they keep them in line? Have you ever wondered how like these elephants feel that they're like they have to obey this person? Mhm. Uh, I mean, they're gigantic. They could pick that guy up with his trunk and just <laughs> fling him, you know, a mile. Yeah, you know, or step on him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just squash him down. Well, you know what they do is they capture them when they're babies, when they're infants. Mm. Okay, when they're really young, when they're weaned from their moms. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they tie or chain their leg, their back leg, to a tree. And that's how they they train them to stay and obey the commands of that individual master or whoever it is that's leading them. Wow. What ends up happening is once they basically give up the fight, right? Once they see that that infant or toddler elephant is broken, right? You know, they have to get it to the point of of being broken. Once it quits against its struggle against that tree and trying to free itself and realizes I'm stuck here, they remove not the chain, but they unbind it from the tree. And the baby elephant does not run away because it feels the chain around its ankle or the rope. Yeah. And it stays in obedience. What ends up happening is if you notice when you like see in India and things like that, when they're walking the elephants through the, the street, there will be a rope around these adult elephants' legs. Mm their back leg and it basically makes the elephant think that it's still chained to that tree wow as christians we've been freed but the memory of being broken to sin is still in us yes and so that's what we need to topple Mm. love that how do we get and step away from that chain right yeah how do we get in and just Remind ourselves of the freedom we have in Christ. John chapter 8, 31 to 32. Can you read it for me? Sure. John 8, 31, 32. Okay, again, I'm reading out of the Christian Bible. Here's how we break the chain of being slaves. John 8, 31, 32. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you continue, some translations say to abide, in my word, you are really my disciples. Verse 32, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So, what, do you see it? I see it. What's the chain breaker? Mm, continuing or abiding in his word. So, when we stay flourishing and nourishing. Yes. In the freedom, grace, mm. and love we have in Christ. Preach it, brother. Come on. We're swimming in freedom. Amen. 
you know, part of what ends up happening is, you know, there's a tendency in man when we're sinning. Yeah. We shy away from church. Mm-hmm. We shy away from studying our Bible on our own. We shy away from praying because we think God doesn't want to hear us. Right. And that's when we should be going towards it and gravitating towards it more. Why? Because there is where we hear the words, you're an heir. Yeah. Well, you're a loved child. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 you will reign with Christ. Mm-hmm. You've been bought with a price. I mean, there's so much uplifting truths yeah. that we're told that when we shy away from that, mm-hmm. when we shy away from the Word of God, when we quit reading the Bible, when we quit praying, when we quit going to church and things like that because we feel this immense weight of sin that it could have been lifted off of our shoulders had we, just as Jesus said here, stay in his word, in his truth, and right. thus prove and show yeah. that you're his learner. Yeah. That's what it means, disciple. Right. You know, it's that word, methoteus. But yeah. it's it's just you're you're a learner of his. Stay learning of from him, and yeah. you know what? You feel the freedom that you have in Christ. Right, that's right. That's the beauty of it is because Jesus, what did he say to the woman that was found in adultery? Mm. Yeah. Stand up. Where are your accusers? That's right. See that they've gone, and I'm not going to accuse you. Yeah. I mean, that's the type of freedom that we have in Christ. That's Amen. what that's what Jesus offers us. He's yeah. like, okay, look around. There's no one here to condemn you, John, mm-hmm. for, you know, whatever sin or whatever legalism you just fell back into. Yeah. yeah. Realize your freedom. Now get up and go again. Luke 9.23, he was saying to them, if anyone wishes to follow me, he must do what? Deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow, follow me. Yeah. That's a day at a time approach. That's not a full on year end commitment. Yeah. He says daily. It's a daily commitment. So that means that it gives for your mistakes. Yeah. It gives for those moments that you feel the yank of the chain on your ankle and you fall again. Mm-hmm. But it gives again where it says, hey, you're still my child. You're still my son. You're still the joint heir in Christ. You're still free. Yeah. You still got my grace. You still have my love. You're still my child. Yeah. Wake up today and let's try again. Taking up your cross and following him is not salvation. It's You're already a believer. Exactly. It's it's part of it's discipleship. Freedom it's freedom growth. part of being a pupil or a learner like you were yeah. saying. And going back to the verse, if, if you continue my word, a lot of people m- misinterpret and say, you know, if you continue in God's word or if you abide in the word, you you know, you're, it's not talking about salvation here. It's talking about, you know, if you, you, the, the disciple, I mean, the, the, the person, the believer, the, the, the born-again Christian needs to continue in his word in order to become yeah, I mean, the learner or the disciple. So if we look at the context so there's a of, distinction that, there. of that John 8 passage, yeah. right? In, and the context is there. That's why I, I told you to read 31 also. Mm-hmm. It says, so he was saying to the Jews who had believed him. Believed. There you go. Yeah. So now he, they've already have salvation. Mm-hmm. They're, they're believers, right? Yeah. They're believers. They've believed Jesus Messiah. If you continue in my word, so you've just heard my word and trusted me for salvation. Mm-hmm. Now, if you continue in my words, mm-hmm. you'll grow in discipleship. Right. 
and then you'll prove to be my disciples, and you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And the free. truth will set you free. <laughs> he's and he's basically saying, Don't go and start okay, now that you have salvation in me, yeah. Don't go to your local rabbi and expect him to give you freedom. Mm. Right? You're free already, brother. You're already free. <laughs> so complete it. Right? Yeah. Stay in it. Know my word. Continue and abide. So my, my verse says continue. Some translations say abide is not a synonym for believing. Believing, you like you just mentioned, they believed already. So then Christ continues to say something different now. Continue now yeah. or abide so you can see so you can show people that you are really his his disciples. And the thing is it, it the the people that were listening to Jesus, these new believers, they didn't understand it themselves. Because as you continue to read, they answered to Jesus and they said, "Hey, we're Abraham's descendants, yeah. and you know we we haven't been slaved to anyone, right? Um, so uh, yeah. why do you say you will become free? Yeah, you know why are you saying that this is something that we have? You know that that you know we don't understand this. You know we're not we're not slaves. So how how are we going to become free, oh, man?" And what does Jesus say? Ooh. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is slave to sin. Right. And the slave does not remain in the house forever, but the son does remain forever. Mm. 36 is good. So if the son <laughs> makes you free, <laughs> you yeah. are free indeed yeah man going back to the to the two things that we could fall that christians could fall into legalism or license those two extremes um that people could fall into um and you mentioned this earlier brother cody that you mentioned the word uh balance right yeah. so if you're have this mindset of license of of, of of this license mentality there where you could sin and do whatever you want i'm already saved or in legalism you're doing rituals and laws and, or practices to please god it's going to create an imbalance right yeah. oh of course here you let's can't. put it into perspective right so law says that you have to give a tenth right right that's what the law of tithe says uh -huh. right so we have this law of tithe and the law of luxury, or the law of flesh, mm -hmm. the law of freedom, mm -hmm. says you don't have to give, right? We know that. Mm -hmm. Under grace, you do not have to have to give. Right. Now, Paul calls us to participate in giving under grace giving, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the difference. If you feel that you have to, right? Even if you're under grace... What ends up happening in your mind, John? Yeah. You start thinking of all the stuff you're missing out on. Right. That that money could have gone to. Oh, man. You know, I could have gone to the movies this weekend. Oh, no, but I got to give to my church or I got to give to this or orphanage or, you know, and you're doing something good. Yeah. You're still giving, right? Yeah. But your mind is not letting you go. You're dwelling on it and you're, you're becoming a slave. And you're becoming a slave <laughs> to yeah. it. Right, right. Right. So you got both ends that that you know are chaining you mm -hmm. but what does paul tell us he's like hey listen i'd rather you just give hilariously and with joy in life right and and, and if you can't do that then don't until you can amen. right amen and, and he's like i want you to participate in the grace that we have mm -hmm. you know this should be something that you look at with honor and excitement right that like oh man i can't wait to help out with 
reaching people for Christ. Yeah. I can't wait until I can help out with this church that is struggling, right? Yeah. And what does he do? He praises the Macedonian church, I think it was, mm-hmm. for their giving out of their pain. He's like, hey, listen, they were in a bad shape. They're in, you know, that they, they, these people just experienced horrible times and man, they couldn't wait to participate in this giving. Yeah. Right. So that's the beauty of this is oh, yeah. that this is the freedom that we have. Yeah. Is not the freedom of half two. It's the freedom of the joy set before you. That's why right. it's important for the, uh, the church to teach what you just taught. What you just m- mentioned there, it's important for a church to teach that. Yeah. Because I remember I used to go to a church where it was time to give the tithes and offerings or to give the offerings. We, we call it tithes and offerings. The pastor always bring up Malachi, yeah. the Old Testament, you know, yeah. the famous... Bring the whole <laughs> tenth into the house. Yeah. But, you know, God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if, you know, if you don't want to give... It's on you. Then don't. Yeah. yeah. If if you're struggling that much, don't give. Don't give until you can give hilariously, out of the joy set before you, out of that you know. Yeah. Man, I'm not bound to this. Yeah. This this money has nothing on me. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, uh, so we are free, right? Yep. And as we realize, sin and temptation are not master off of uh, over us. As we sit and dwell on the Word of God and realize our freedom that we have in Him, as we realize our stature and position in Christ, right? Because He gives us and offers us so much in Him, mm-hmm. right? We're seen as righteous, as holy. We're seen as the naos, as yeah. the, the temple, the holy of holies, right? I mean, that, even that concept, oh, it's like, whew. Yeah. Um, so as we, we learn that, the chains begin to slip off. And as we learn... And apply God's word. I mean, just think about this. First Corinthians ten thirteen. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. Mm. And with the temptation, mm-hmm. God will provide a way of escape. Amen. So if we start to dwell, right? Because what does Jesus tell us? He's like, hey, listen. If you dwell in my words, mm-hmm. and my words in you, if you abide in them, and my word abides in you, then you know you'll be free. Right. Okay. So as we dwell in these words, like this concept that, hey, listen, I'm not overtaken by this moment of fleshly thinking. Yeah. I'm not overtaken in this moment of lust. I'm not overtaken in this moment of covetousness. I'm not overtaken in this moment where I could lie and get away with something. Mm-hmm. But God has provided me a way of escape. Mm-hmm. That's freedom. Yes, freedom, man. Right? Yeah. But that only comes through the word of God, right? Amen. Brother Cody, in closing, I just want to say a couple of things and um I like to quote our, our good friend Charlie Bing. Um but before I, I quote him, um you know, the mindset of, of the licensed mindset and the legalism mindset, um, in my opinion, you the legalist obviously falls is falling from grace because he's not walking in the grace, in the you know, the way God wants us to yeah, walk. Yeah, he's in not grace. walking in freedom. If we're saved he feels by bound. grace, exactly. Yeah, he feels if we're like saved by to. grace. We have yeah. to live the Christian life by grace. Yeah. Grace is everything, and um, I just think you know those two mindsets are, are, are yeah. And it's unfortunate that some people. What fall we into need that. to do is instead of feeling like we are bound, we need to feel like we are a love servant Amen. of Christ. Yep. Right, I'm here on my own initiative on my own behalf, following the footsteps of my Savior. Yeah. Not because I have to, because he's the one that freed me. I'm here out of my love for him. Amen, brother. I serve, I give, I pray, I, I 
join the fellowship of the saints. Mm-hmm. I I try to live an upright life, not that I succeed all the time, right? Because I love Jesus. Amen, amen. And this is Charlie Bing's quote, brother. Um, he says it in one of his uh, articles on his website. He says, um, "We must balance our Christian life on the principle of grace from beginning to the end." Amen. We are free from the law. We are free from sin and artificial rules. So we're free from licensing and we're free from legalism. Our freedom is restrained by love. Here it is. For God and others. Amen. That's a great question. I had to write that down. And hopefully our our brother, Charlie Bing, will be listening. Yeah, I'm giving him credit. Ta- I got to give him credit. Be, we're going to be talking to him soon. So. Yep. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Go ahead, sure. brother. I, I want to end on, on this right here. Romans 8. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Mm, amen. Mm, mm. Amen to that, brother. Brother, we are free, and when the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. Amen, brother. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. I'm Pastor Cody. And I'm Pastor John. And we're signing off. Thank you for joining the Transform 365 podcast, a ministry dedicated to helping you grow in relationship to Christ. If you want to know more, find us at transform365.com or on our church website, www.swcc.org, located in Miami, Florida. Until next time, remember, the only work in grace is to let grace work in you. God bless.